Right, it's time to talk about the USA and Saudi Arabia, our next subject. Ah, now what to say. Of course, there are, you know how many there are? There are 88 Patriot anti-missile launchers on the Saudi coast facing Iran, all with overlapping radar fields. All of these to defend Saudi Arabia against Iran. And then there are three U.S. destroyers in the Gulf, all with anti-missile capability, the Nietzsche, the Gonzales, and the Bainbridge. Oh, boy. Well, isn't isn't Saudi well protected? Well, it is, I suppose. But then, of course, you could argue, as many do, that Patriot anti-missile batteries, I don't know why people buy them if they're not that useful, <coughs> they're okay for protecting you against inter- against ballistic missile attack, you know, the things that go up and come down, but cruise missiles, useless, they say. Useless. Spend your billions on Patriots, they're useless against cruise missiles and useless against drones. Because cruise missiles come in alone, or at least that's what they say. There's also the argument that I suppose was a mean thing to say. I don't know whether I should even say it, but but I will. Um, the there's the argument that the Saudis have not been manning these things very well. I mean, you know the stories about Saudi pilots bombing Yemen. The problem with Saudi pilots is that haven't been trained to, to fly low, and so they were flying high and dropping their bombs over Yemen, which meant that they weren't as accurate, because they hadn't hadn't been in training long enough, hadn't spent enough time training to learn the skills involved in flying low, which would have meant bombing with more accuracy, which would have meant less collateral damage and less civilians killed. Um, yeah. The Saudis don't have a reputation for being um, state-of-the-art soldiers. So you could, I mean, what is the reason that these Patriot missiles, it's a huge, uh, failed to see anything? Or they, I mean, the other argument is that the missiles came in from the north and not across the Gulf at all from Iran. These are the issues you can think about and make your own judgment. But the point is that uh, Donald Trump, just to please the Saudis, has said he's going to send more troops. But this is nothing significant. The attack was on 15th of September. The Saudi tone in response to this sudden startling attack was very aggressive, but the tone has changed. Um, that's not to say that the Saudis don't I mean, they accuse Iran of being behind this. Um, They say it's obvious Iran is behind it. Uh, The Saudis say quite rightly that the missiles were Iranian, but that the attack came from the north. Um, The U.S., of course, uh, comes up with the most extraordinary things. It said the... The Saudi missile defense system was focused on Yemen. Well, it was, of course, but not entirely. It's nonsense to suggest. Um, 
<laughs> the Saudi missile defense system is obviously just useless because it should have protected them from every which way. But anyway, um, uh, so where are we at? Clearly, President Donald Trump of the United States of America, al-Waliyat al-Mutahida al-Amerikiya, I can never get my Arabic right. Anyway, the United States of America. Um, President Donald Trump does not want war. President Donald Trump was will not have war. Actually, it was quite, quite amusing. He and... Uh, the Bahrain Crown Prince were chatting not so long ago, and Trump said the uh, Saudis attacked not the Americans. This is Donald Trump. The Saudis attacked not the Americans. If they want us to defend them, they'll have to pay. Honestly, Donald Trump. Come on, let's have a little gravitas here. Um, then he then he said, "They, the Saudis, he means they have to do it. We'll help them." Uh, I mean, the reality is that, of course, he doesn't want war. Um, he's the least. I mean, if you if you look at his actions rather than his words, because he's always talking big, like the big cowboy, like the John Wayne riding in. <coughs> but the reality is that he doesn't want war. He does not, he does not, he does not. He's the least aggressive of all the U.S. presidents. I mean, even Obama was using drones to assassinate like confetti in places like Afghanistan. Um, no, uh, the reality is that Trump has been the least aggressive in real terms, not in his mouth, of course. He's all mouth, but but in in terms of action, the, one of the least aggressive U.S. presidents we've seen. Um, and now the U.S. wants a coalition against Iran. Well, only Britain, the United Arab Emirates, and Bahrain have uh, said yes to this. Iraq has refused. Other nations, no European nation other than Britain has accepted it. Um, Iran's President Rouhani, Hassan Rouhani, has warned the USA to stay well away. And who's really, really, who's who's really going for war? Well, Boris Johnson. The British Prime Minister, the world's greatest hawk, and um, <laughs> arguably Donald Trump's little me, uh, Boris Johnson, is, is, he's up for it. He's willing for a strong response. He said so. He's refused to rule out military action. That's our Boris. Dominic Raab, the British Foreign Secretary, is much more cautious. He says we will make a robust diplomatic response. Mm. Yeah, he's more on message with Trump than Boris, even though Boris is Trump's puppy dog. It's interesting, isn't it? But maybe they're doing a good cop, cop bad cop act. Um, and what was it, what's the U.S. talking about as to, in terms of, because it wants to tighten sanctions on Iran? The last thing I heard was talking of a new cyber attack 
on Iran, a sort of punishment for its misbehavior. You remember the last time a big, major cyber attack was tried on Iran that was successful was the fabled Israeli Stuxnet attack, uh, the Stuxnet virus um, that created conditions that blew up 1,000 centrifuges. Wow, impressive, eh? That's successful. Well, you could argue it was successful. Iran just replaced them with 14,000 more. So 1,000 were blown up by Stuxnet, and Iran went out and made 14,000. Ah, what to say? The centrifuges, I mean, for, you know, uh, enriching nuclear power, fuel, you know the thing. Um, and now... At the United Nations, Donald Trump is saying sanctions will be tightened unless Iran's behavior changes. Iran has its back against the wall. That's why it doesn't care when it takes these actions. It is in miserable state. In a miserable state. And there is social unrest because of the level of these sanctions. So Iran no longer has anything to lose. That's dangerous, you know. Um, and other people recognize that. Macron of France is saying it's time to build peace with Iran. And even President Bush, who is tough, 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 uh, says, in the past we have made friends of our enemies, says President Bush. Uh, Iran says it won't talk whilst there are sanctions in place against Iran. So now you know what the whisper is in Washington? The whisper is maybe we can temporarily freeze sanctions so that talks can take place. Um, and Boris Johnson and Macron have been talking to Rouhani at the UN. Um, yes, bully boy Johnson and softy Macron been getting together hand in hand. They don't hold hands over Brexit, do they? But they, on this issue, they're... Well, no, they're not even holding hands on this. Macron is the softy. Boris is the toughy. Yeah, good cop, bad cop, I suppose. But they've both been talking to Macron together. Um, talking, sorry, both Macron and Johnson have been talking to Rouhani together. Um... Interesting, interesting. All right. Now, what's the bottom line on all of this? The bottom line is there will be no war with Iran. Now, you got this? You hear it? Are you clear about it? There will be no war with Iran. Let me repeat it. There will be no war with Iran. If we're going to have a war, you'll hear it here. We'll tell you. We'll tell you on Hello London Radio. We'll we'll we won't we won't mess around. We'll tell you, but rest easy, sleep in your beds. There's not going to be a war with Iran. That much is certain. Okay, we move on. Uh, talk again about a little something else in a moment.